Hey guys, I'm Tyler. I'm JT. I'm Pete. I'm Craig. And we're breaking down another horror movie on Scared Smithless. Enough time for one more story. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Today is part five. It's not called part five, though. Friday the 13th. A new beginning. Lay me some skin on that fifth one. I thought it was pretty good. Um, no, no, you're wrong. Well, I know. I'm entitled to my opinion, though. You're entitled to your wrong opinion, oh. yes. They have jumped the shark. Yeah, they did, but it was so good. There were so many, like, body shots of murderers. and. I think that's the only reason why you like this one. Why did you go with the term body shot, John Till? I feel like whoever did the cinematography did a great job at the camera angles. Camera angles. Of the body shots. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, so anyway. On that perverted note. Let's go ahead and jump in. This one came out in 1985. Yeah, just 11 months after the last one. Not even a year. They yeah. Didn't, they didn't waste no time. Yeah. Did right. it come out on a Friday the 13th? Oh, no. Oh. It was March 22nd. It wasn't a Friday the 13th, though. I mean, how many years would that take to actually, like... Oh, yeah, that, would, that would be very hard. It's supposed, yeah, it's supposed to take place five years after the other one. Which, we, again, is starting to make no sense. The same director? We had a new director. No, new oh. director. Uh, I think Danny Steinman. Danny Steinman. Yes. And you told me he was a porno director? Yes. Yeah. D Danny Steinman just sounds like a porno director. Yeah. And, and I, from what I saw, he directed basically not much before this. This was his last movie, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah, why? Probably for good reason. My research showed me that they had to cut... A lot of yes. graphic material from this movie in order to get oh, yeah. an R rating. And I'm pretty sure uh, Steinman was very disappointed. So, graphic as in violence or graphic as in all of the porno. above? Yes. <laughs> Sad face. Yeah, this was almost an this was almost an X this this was almost an X rated film. I could I, I, I believe I believe that, that that should have possibly got that rating. So we open up in the woods at night. It's raining, and we have someone in a rain slicker walking through the woods. It's Tommy Jarvis. Okay. Corey Feldman, yes. the actual Tommy Jarvis from Part 4. Yeah, if I read this right, they actually filmed this, like, in his neighbor's backyard. Really? That would yeah. have been weird. I don't think he was interested in, in reprising his role very much. No, he didn't, uh, he didn't that, look like it. Yeah, yeah I was no. going to say, he was already busy doing... um. The Goonies. Goonies at this point. Ah, the Goonies. Because uh, I think he, he was originally supposed to be in this, but it ended up not happening for some reason. I can't remember Because it sucked? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Or his parents were just like, uh, we don't want our son to be in a weird snuff film. <laughs> like, he's only That's 12. a possibility. So Tommy's walking through the woods. He comes to a clearing, and we find out he's looking for the grave of Jason Voorhees, which he finds. Yeah. Which, why would there be a marker over Jason's grave? Well, whoever put it there didn't put much work into it. Right. No. It's That's wooden true. and has white paint scrawled across that says Jason Voorhees. Yeah, yeah. What, what was the point? I didn't get, what was the whole point of him walking out there and finding it? Well, we end up... It's for closure, maybe? Finding out, I guess. It never really says why he's going out yeah. there, but then we kind of find out 
what the point was for this scene. So he's looking at the grave, and he hears someone coming in the distance. So he goes and hides back in the woods, but he can still see Jason's grave as two people come out of the woods. I call them grave robbers. Apparently, that's not what they were. Who, like, takes the time to give a serial murderer a burial? What else are you going to do with him? Uh, Burn him? Yeah, start a fire. Smithereens. Yep, makes sense to me. So... These guys seem all too excited. They're, they're digging yeah. up the, the body. What do they say? Let's get a look at this yeah. guy. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> they are this, that, super excited. They are, yeah, really, it's just like, I, really even excited. the whole time they were digging. They dig up the coffin. They pry it open. Very easily with flat shovels. Right. Yeah. And it was like three feet deep. So I don't know yeah. who buried this guy. That's what I was going to add. Like, right. who buries someone? A serial killer three feet deep. If you're going to bury a serial killer, if you're going to take that time, it should be like 10 feet or 12 feet or... And concrete. Yes. Oh, yeah. And with all the uh, the stuff that he he all would've... the murders that that he was attributed to, if it was a marked grave, there would be all kinds of graffiti, right, oh. and broken bottles, exactly. and it... yeah, all kinds of yeah, yeah, junk I, around. Kind of just a again, we find out very quickly why things yeah. are set up this way. <laughs> they pry open the grave or the coffin, and sure enough, Jason's in there with his mask on. So that makes shocked sense. To see him. Yeah. Did yeah. he have his machete? Was it was he buried with that? Apparently, because yeah. okay. next thing you know, Jason comes back to life yeah. and stabs the first um, the first guy with a machete. Stabs the second guy in the neck with a, like a an awl or an a awl. screwdriver. Yeah, why he was buried with that? Right. I mean, at yeah. least with the machete, you could say. I mean, you know, I know sentimental you know, value. People, yeah, right. sentimental value. Yeah. Which is still pretty yeah. sick. Yeah. <laughs> he worked really hard with this particular utensil. So he gets up out of the coffin after he kills these two guys and walks towards Tommy slowly as Tommy stands there not moving. Yeah. Again. (laughs) Raises his machete as he brings it down towards Tommy. Tommy wakes up. It was just a dream. However. Oh, gosh. It is no longer Corey Feldman, nor is it anything close to Corey Feldman. No. Apparently, this is five years later. And yet somehow 20 years. Tommy was 12 in the... Part four, and this is five years later, so he's supposed to be 17 or 18 years yeah. old. Yeah, he, he clearly looks like he's 25 or 30. Th- yeah, yeah th- th- this guy can't be any younger than 25 or 26 yeah, years he, old. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was like in his early, mid-20s. Or maybe yeah. just a lot of stress of living John in John Shepard, by the way, is his name. John Shepard. You know, insane He did an okay job in the movie, but it's just he's just not made for that role. Yeah, I was going to say, he actually, uh, when he did this role, he actually worked at a mental hospital oh. to prepare for this really oh well, yes. that makes sense so like i say he didn't do bad it was just like he was not young enough looking to pull off 17 18 years old yeah no. yeah i mean uh michael j fox maybe but yeah. are you kidding me it's friday the 13th they don't have michael j fox I money know. i mean they for real? already in back to the future and it would have been weird they're and five films in <laughs> yeah i wonder how uh, much money so has been spent at that point tommy wakes up as a Fully grown adult, but apparently just a late teenager. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's it's not Corey Feldman, so they really had to make it very clear to us that this was still Tommy Jarvis. Mm-hmm. And then he's in the back of a van. Um, the uh, front seat passenger is looking at uh, nudie mags. Yes, he is. Um, that's professional. Yes, yeah. <laughs> although he was in the passenger seat, so at least he wasn't. You know, that is that is that. true. So this guy's a piece of work. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> So we get uh, just enough to see that Tommy's in this van. He's It's being driven by the Mental Health Institute, so obviously he is a mental patient. 
after the events of part four, and then we get uh, as you would be our opening credit <laughs> sequence. Mask exploding towards the title. Yes, exploding title card. Get ready for everything to be ruined for you guys. What is with the explosions since the third since the part three? It's explosions. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> they had money for it. Yeah, they had money for yeah, that. Barely. Okay. <laughs> So, after the opening credits, we get the van pulling up to the Pinehurst Youth Development Center. Basically a loony bin out in the middle of the woods. For teenagers, right? Right. House of ill repute. The unprofessional mental health workers trying to get Tommy to get out of the van. Billy, that's his name. Billy. He looks like Luigi. Yeah. yeah. So we had Harold from I mean, his it, brothers part and three <laughs> looks yeah. like Mario. and it's this. me. Billy looks like Luigi. Yeah. He was just not very attractive. We're introduced then to Pam Roberts, who's the assistant director of this, what are we going to call it, a hospital? Center? Oh. Oh. Um, the place <laughs> they, they job live. Title. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. She's assistant the assistant director, director yeah. of, what, are we calling this a hospital? Are we calling it a home? I don't really know, because it seems like he just kind of... Almost a revival. Facility? Just, yeah. Um, seems like he just, the, the home for... Extraordinary gifted youngsters. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. It's, no, yeah, it's not. It's no. not that. Uh, no. I was gonna say. Uh, doesn't, he ex- doesn't he explain like the main doctor guy say it's something like a. The, it's a center. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We'll call it a center. Later on, a sheriff comes up and says, "You know, I appreciate what you're, try- what you're trying to do here. That doesn't really sound like it's a hospital. Sounds like something that he just started by himself. A safe haven for people. Okay. I don't really know. Interesting. Yeah. So Pam gets Tommy to come out of the van. And she's taking him inside as she leaves our... What's a good way to describe that guy? Billy. Porn star? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pervert? She wasn't looking. Yeah. Yeah. So we meet Dr. Matthew Letter. I think that's it. So he's the director of this place then? Yes. Yeah, he's the, okay. he's the director yeah. of this. It took me a few minutes to figure out who it was. Yes, he plays at the opening scene of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The guy that gives India's hat. Oh, yeah. Wow. Never seen him in anything else. That was his claim to fame for me, anyway. Heck, yeah. So, Matthew talks to Tommy for a couple minutes. Tommy doesn't talk very much at all in this movie. After Tommy leaves, Pam says she's going to show him his room. She basically shows him to the door of this office and then says, Oh, yeah, it's down that way and to the left. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You think they'd at least walk him to his room. Exactly. So then Matthew tells Pam that Tommy suffers from severe trauma. He (laughs) he experienced severe trauma at the age of 12 because of the, quote, brutal self-defense murder of a psychopathic killer. Yeah, that'll do it. Yep. Appropriate diagnosis. So Tommy makes it up to his room, um, and he's looking at a picture of his mom and his sister. And Gordon. Trish from part... Oh, yeah, and Gordon. You can't forget the doll. No. Good old Goldie. So apparently, uh, well, Trish was not killed in part right. four. Right. But that she's we not, know of. Right. Well, she's not in this movie at no. all, so she mm. apparently abandoned her brother when he went crazy. Could you blame her? Like father, like daughter. Tommy also has a large pocket knife that he takes out of his bag or out of his pocket and then puts it under his mattress. That... I can't imagine they're letting people into a loony bin. Yeah, how did he sneak yeah. that by? I'm going to assume he sneaked it, even though it's pretty a big. rough neighborhood, yeah. Because the alternative is that they didn't care that he has a large pocket knife as he's being booked into a mental health facility. 
I didn't yeah. see exactly where he pulled it out of, but do you think he, he pulled that out of Mother Nature's pocket? Keistered it. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Could you imagine that thing? Like it one wrong bump oh, that, oh, that in that van ride? So bad. <laughs> oh, that would hurt. Sepsis immediately. Oh. And it would rust. Oh yeah, that's true too, yeah. So he opens up the closet, there's a fake rubber spider, and we are introduced to my favorite character, maybe in the whole franchise. Yeah. Reckless Re Reggie. Yeah. Definitely Or is it one Re of Reggie the Reckless? Reggie the Reckless. Yeah. Definitely one of, if not the best actor in this movie. A young African-American boy. What is he, 12, 13? I guess. 14 years yeah. old? I didn't see him do anything too reckless. <laughs> He's uh, oh, yeah. feeling pretty proud of himself for... Scaring, scaring the newest resident of a mental health facility, yeah. so that's a little sick. Good job. Because we find out that Reggie is not a resident here. He he lives here because his grandfather works at this facility. Okay. So he just stays there and spends time with the nuts, as I he calls them. So. I thought he was out there peddling. So about the time Reggie tells Tommy that he's a fraidy cat, Tommy turns around with one of his oh, yeah. movie production quality masks on that he makes in case we forgot. That, that, Tommy yeah, Jarvis that, yeah. makes these yeah. Hollywood no quality okay. masks. No way. We need yeah. to address this right now. Where mm -hmm. is he getting the finances and the material to even do this? Especially if he's in a yeah something like that asylum. wouldn't be cheap. Would Sil it? Silicone is not cheap. No. Oh yeah, right. there's no like, there's well, no way. Who's like instructing him, watching him while he's doing this? There's yeah. just there's just no way. I guess we're just supposed to accept. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he scares he scares Reggie with one of his masks. Yeah, he's got like I think at least three or four of them. And you would think that Tommy would have like you know or not Tommy but Reggie would have been like scared and like not wanting to hang out with him. After that, seeing all these masks, but no, it, it drew him closer in the yeah. weirdest way. Maybe it's because he's reckless. Oh, exactly. There you go. Oh, that makes he's so reckless. much more sense. Light bulb now. moment. Yeah. So we hear a siren out the window, to which Reggie ran out to check it out. Reggie responds, "I got a split." It's like, oh, we're gonna go, we're gonna go that direction with this African American character. <laughs> I think he's only doing that. He he then says, "Oh, I want to go check out and see what what's going on." I, so I think he's just yeah. looking for anything exciting that's okay. happening. Recklessness. Yep. Yeah. I thought he had uh, committed a crime, honestly, and he uh, needs to get out of Dodge. That's racist, John. Tell so me. it is, yeah. they go outside, <laughs> and it is the police bringing back Eddie and Tina, mm -hmm. our resident sex addicts. Apparently, that's why they're in this facility. Yeah. Which, by the way, her name is Deborah Voorhees. Are you the serious? The actress that plays, I saw oh, that too. Yeah. The actress, I think it's Deborah. Her last name is Voorhees. So. The actress that plays mm -hmm. That's fun. Tina. Tina. Her her name is Deborah Voorhees. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's why she ended up getting cast for this role. I don't know. It it's doesn't matter. I solely off her name. name. Nothing else. <laughs> so, the police are bringing... Eddie and Tina back to the camp after their soiree at, on the neighbor's property. Our neighbors, Ethel and her adult son, Junior. Wow. Both of which, yeah. very unhinged is the only way I could put yeah. that. Unstable. Yeah. Junior belongs at this facility, yeah. and honestly, <laughs> Ethel probably does too. She talks like a sailor. Oh, yeah. yeah. She does. Oh, yeah. I think there are probably 15 or 20 F-bombs dropped in this movie, and probably... All but two or three of them come from yeah. Ethel. I feel like all of them came from her. Yeah. Unnecessarily. It, it might be all of them. Yes. She's furious that these two were on her property screwing around, which understandable. Um, and then her boy. So she shows up on a, I don't want to call it a motorcycle. I guess it's a motorcycle. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. It was like a dirt bike. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, with her son, Junior, 
who she keeps telling to shut up because he just repeats everything she says. And she basically says, if I catch any of these think, lunatics yeah. on my property again, I'll blow their brains yeah. out. You tell them, Mom. <laughs> shut up, Junior. I, I'm, yeah, You're we're not kidding. Them. That's basically how these two characters are played uh, out on the screen. It's done without that. Yeah, it is very cartoony. Yeah, just very, just over-the-top, ridiculous performances. We are then introduced to some more residents at the facility. We have Joey. Oh, jeez. And Joey. Overweight. I'm not sure what his diagnosis would be. Well, it's it's probably... He's definitely slow, for sure. Yeah, he came from the... uh, Chocolate factory got screwed up there oh, at that's Willy right. Wonka. Is that what Augustus happened? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I need it to be him after so he got hard. after that's he got sucked up, think sucked through the, the pipe. Thing. He yeah. got conveyor belted over to that yeah cabin. I it caused brain damage. There you go. Waterhead. Anyway, he is eating candy, and he has so candy he right there yep. coming out of his pockets. Yes. So it could be maybe it's yep. Augustus Glue. And out of pouring chocolate just dripping from his mouth. Like <laughs> I think he means well, but he I is so, uh yeah. yeah he's, he's challenged. Yeah, he Social struggles. Media. He doesn't seem like he really should be there. Yeah, if I that disagree. makes sense. I think he should be. He wanted I mean, acceptance. I, I mean he's he seemed more like that's, he was mentally handicapped. That's why kind I, of that's another reason I don't think this is just for people that have psychiatric problems. I think this is just a, a halfway house. A halfway house, thank you. I was in one. Yeah. In the middle of the woods. It was horrible. Was it in the middle of the woods? I don't remember. Did anybody get murdered with an axe? Yes, two people. So Joey walks up to two other residents. I think it was Violet and Robin and Violet, who are hanging clothes on a clothesline. And Joey wants to help. They say no thanks. Joey insists on helping, grabs a sheet out of the clean laundry. With, with his chocolate-covered hands. Chocolate, dirty, nasty hands, and immediately, inadvertently smears chocolate all over the sheet. A white sheet. Yeah. Right. And I'm giving him a pass because he's so... Had it been like Shelly from the previous one we had seen. Oh. I'm telling you, he does not bother me as much as Shelly. <laughs> oh, no. No. Yeah, he, ha- he has an excuse the way he is. Right. Maybe it's because he doesn't get as much screen time. Oh, yeah, very Probably. true. Had he been in it longer. That's true. I yeah. still think he won the minutes. <laughs> I don't think so either. So they ta- they they freak out, and so Joey leaves and goes and finds another resident. We are introduced to Victor. Yeah, Vic. Victor. He's got some anger issues. He's the muscle, though. You you want a guy like that on your team? Vic is chopping a big piece of wood with an axe, and was this just an impossible amount of chips just going everywhere? <laughs> yeah. It's like you would have like, thought it was going through like a wood chipper. Do you see the the close up when he's chopping? Yeah, and then you, it looks like someone's just throwing wood chips up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just adding this thing because I hate this movie so much. It is it is garbage. <laughs> so Joey goes up and wants to help Vic, who clearly is not looking for help. No, yeah, he's working out his anger issues. Joey the Joey tells Vic, you know, I actually like it here. Vic's like, I hate it here. Yeah. <laughs> Joey's not taking a hint that Vic does not want to be bothered right now. Joey's apparently an orphan who's kind of moved from home to home, and he's like, it's kind of nice having someone here that cares. Mm-hmm. Okay, at what point was he? did he show that he cared at all? Like Victor. Vic did well, not Vic, care. Victor right. doesn't, but the... the yeah, Matt. 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 Matt, Pam. Matt seems to care. Yeah. Matt and Pam. Yeah, that's probably who he was talking yeah. about. So Joey offers some candy to Vic. 
fix, not wanting any candy. So Joey sets it down on the log. To save it for later. Yeah, which Vic promptly chops up with the axe. <laughs> so Joey gets mad and says something along the lines of, well, forget it. Just forget it. And he turns to walk away, and Vic snaps and yeah. buries the axe in Joey's back. Yeah. Quickly found out why he Several times. <laughs> right. Hey, isn't this bad? Like, I, I was kind of getting annoyed with the, the scene with the two, but then I laughed at his death. I know I haven't laughed at anybody's death in any of these movies, but when I saw that, it was just so bizarre. Yeah, it, yeah you um, seem shocked. You're not expecting it. Right. Yeah. Vic probably should have been somewhere a little more maximum security. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And a place w with no access to axes. Yeah. And I don't know what happened, but that actor was actually originally supposed to play Tommy in this. Maybe that's why he's mad. Yeah, I could could have been. It makes a lot of sense now. So everybody obviously freaks out. Yeah, the, the the next scene we see is the sirens from the cop car. The paramedics are there. They have the body covered up with a sheet. The paramedics look at the body, which is butchered. Yeah. One of our paramedics. Oh, the other. One guy. of the paramedics is a. He's got a pretty sick sense of humor. Yeah. What's he say? You want your pussies? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what he says. Because they uncovered Joey's mangled body and everybody obviously is and upset his, to see it. And He's his, popping bubble gum in his mouth. Yeah. And his arm from the shoulder down is laying on his back. You guys don't get this. Just another day on the job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on down here, Roy. I don't get your hands dirty. I don't want a job where I get used to seeing something like that. Right. I know. Thank you. Sure so the other paramedic seems to him. be <laughs> reacting a little more appropriately. Roy is his name. Spoiler alert, he plays a minor role throughout the rest of this movie. And he's an essential worker. <laughs> we immediately then cut to um, a scene at night of... I'm, I just call them greasers. Yeah. 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 And then all these guys exist yeah. like this existed. Back yeah, they this looked time. like it looked like a nineteen fifties greaser. Pete yeah. and Vinny, yeah. In the eighties. If you've read the book or seen the movie The Outsiders, <laughs> that's exactly what these they guys are. are. The yeah. Outsiders. Yeah. Vinny and Pete are their names. Their car is broken down. Apparently they're going to pick up some honeys and their car is broken down. So Vinny gets out to work on the car. Pretty sure he doesn't know what he's doing. They cuss at each other back and forth. Pete gets out of the car to go poop. <laughs> he goes off to walk into the woods. Once he tells Vinny, better be done when I get back. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you're being a lot of help. Right. right. Yeah. So he disappears off into the woods, gets scared by a bunny rabbit. Vinny is approached by someone carrying a road flare, a lit road flare, yeah. and thinks it's Pete. Pete. Oh, I thought it was like AAA. Like, oh, you guys are here. I was kind of confused. I, I mean, I know road flares are bright, but they also brighten up everything around you. Know, I'm not sure how he didn't You'd notice. You'd be able to see who this right. was. Yeah. 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 Oh. It is our killer. Bum, bum, bum. Can we Can we say Jason? Can we call him Jason for now? Yeah. Sure. So Jason shoves the road flare into... His mouth. Yeah, he swallowed that thing. Vinny's yeah. mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, down his throat. Yeah. A lot Human of... jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's not tasting he, anything ever again. Yeah. Phosphorus. He would taste a lot of phosphorus, I feel. Burnt, burnt black powder. There ain't Still no way somebody's going to do that, shoving it down my throat that easily. I mean, it's like he had his mouth open the you, whole time or something. You got to want part of it, though. No, you don't want any of it. You have to consent on some level. <laughs> yeah. So, Pete comes back, somehow doesn't see Vinny's... No, he he's lying he's, over the he's, he, yeah, he's, he's slumped over the, over the engine. Oh, yeah. I got you. So he yeah. thinks he's still working on right. it. Right. Mm -hmm. So he gets back into the car. 
tries to start it, actually does get it to start. So maybe maybe Vinny does have mechanical skills. Yeah. Maybe. Um, as soon as he gets it to start, he gets his throat slit from the back seat. That just looked like his his marker. throat looked like Sharpie yeah. marker, yeah. red Sharpie marker, yeah. and low budget film. This he, is not a this is not a Tom Savini kill. No. It was oh very no! Disappointing in this, no, in that one. Look How like, much did Tom Savini have involved in this one at all? Zero. Oh no! Okay, that's not that. No, it looks Perfect. like lipstick. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's uh, disappointing. I hate this movie. Yeah. Ugh. I told you so, this movie's hot garbage. So we, we we then cut to Tommy laying in bed, sweating, hearing voices from the past. It's himself <laughs> mangling Jason. Yeah. Die! 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 Die. Die. Those voices. And his sister, Tommy! So he jumps up and just starts scarfing pills. (laughs) Do you remember what what type of pills do you remember he was taking? Some kind of antipsychotic medications, yeah. Percocet, Ritalin, pain med, Valium. Yeah. 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 A lot of that. A lot. Yeah. It also referenced uh, shock therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Which, oh yeah. Which, according to the notes, he seemed to be he, he seemed to be responding to it well. He hallucinates seeing Jason a couple of times too. Right. Yes, that ha- this is one of those times he. Yeah. He just has visions of of Jason. Is this where he he looks up and sees him in the mirror? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We get uh, Reggie with his grandfather. They have a nice relationship. It seems like it. Be. Yeah. Other than the fact that his grandfather is keeping him at an insane asylum. <laughs> yeah. Besides that, it's a pretty healthy relationship. Yep. Yeah, Kate needs friends. Yeah, Reggie says something about wanting to go see his brother. His grandfather says, well, we'll have to see. You know how I feel about that. So Reggie gets an attitude because he's Reggie the Reckless. That's right. He gets a reckless attitude with his grandfather. Yep. Um, but his grandfather, I think, makes a joke and kind of, boy, I'm going to tan your backside. <laughs> They're setting the table for breakfast, and they make mention of you set too many places and Violet says, well, what do you mean? She's absent-minded. And they say, well, I don't think Joey and Vic are going to be joining us for breakfast. And Reggie says, uh, ever again. And his grandpa's like, like, Reggie! (laughs) Boy, I'm going to tell your backside! (laughs) We're then introduced to, well, he's not really introduced. We've seen him already, but this is the first time we really interact. Yeah, have much from our last resident we haven't met yet, which is Jake, who... I think is only here because he stutters. Yeah, I believe I, that's the only. I, I don't see anything yeah. else wrong with he, him. He, yeah. he seems pretty solid, stable mind. Yeah, I don't really see anything else wrong with yeah. almost anyone else here, other than Either Tommy. Either way, this yeah. is not the facility for some of these patients. As far as all right, he has a stuttering issue. Okay, you can get therapy for that, speech therapy. Why would you send this person to a halfway house? Maybe he doesn't have any place else to go. This raises questions in my mind. Yeah, there's a lot of questions with this one. But anyway, Jake says, you don't set a place for a dead person. He's like, today, Junior. I was waiting on that line. Which leads to an argument. We then get Tommy coming down for breakfast, and Eddie plays a prank on him by stealing one of his masks and jumping out and scaring him with it. Boy, was that a bad idea for Eddie. Yeah. Tommy's got some fighting skills. Yep. Tommy's got some fight in him. Yeah, yeah he, he straight up lifted that guy right up and oh yeah, yep, right onto that some kind of yeah coffee table. Yeah. Or, he oh. suflexed the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. side table it was yeah. awesome. But like I felt like he should have broke a bone when he dropped oh. him on that. I could I could have cared less about Eddie right there. <laughs> we then jump back to our fun-loving neighbors Ethel and Junior. 
Ethel is talking to a turkey while she's cutting it into pieces. Nasty, unwashed hands. Yeah. I ain't eating nothing that she's making. No. Is there any question at this point that her son is insane? Uh, no. Mentally. At least inbred. Irregular. Of course, what he's always saying is just a repeat of what she said. Right. Yeah. And then why was he... Like, while, while she's yelling at him, he's sitting at the table eating his vegetable stew. No, I know. That was like something that came out of a pig. Like porridge? It's disgusting. I don't know, yeah, but the spoon that he point. had was what you mix a cake batter yeah. with. Yeah, I think she called it slop. That wouldn't that, surprise that, me. Yeah, I was going to oh. say that. She probably scooped it out, that, of, the, out of the pig trough. Pretty much. <laughs> That's gross. Dysfunctional yeah. might be a, a fair assessment of this family. The dad left. <laughs> I assume I would have. I wouldn't have started a family with Ethel to begin with. Or maybe she ate him. Could be. That might be what Junior's eating. Yeah. <laughs> Alive. You finished your dad's leftovers. So a new guy shows up who looks like a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And says, He's I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm, I'm hungry. Do you have any work I could do? Apparently that was a thing back then. Yep. You just. I've been eating in two days. People show up at someone's some house food? and ask for work. She tells him to clean out the chicken coop and she'll feed him. He's another nothing character. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even figure out what his name was or even who the no. actor was. I couldn't figure it out. He's only in this movie to add to the body count. For like, yeah. yeah, for like one more scene. <laughs> right. So we, we then get the... Uh, <laughs> I, I had to re or I had to bring up this scene. The police are searching um, the crime scene from the Pete and oh, Vinny, the, the, yeah, greasers. the greasers. And um, the paramedics are loading the bodies into the ambulance and the sheriff says something about what kind of crazy stuff is going on here to which Roy pops his head up from the back like a puppet and he's like are you talking to me sheriff i'm pretty sure we don't need that level of foreshadowing if that was weird and he really goes, the sheriff says um no and he was like oh he was i thought you were talking to me he was literally talking the exact opposite direction of him and he popped up behind him. He's like, you talking to me? Craig, some people just want to be included in conversation. Yeah, because right when that scene ends, it shows Roy again. Just staring Roy off. Just to yeah. zoom in on Roy's face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all they were missing was the dun-dun-dun. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. We are reintroduced to our mental patient chauffeur from the beginning of the film, Billy. Oh, yeah. Luigi. Apparently has some kind of souped up car and does donuts in a parking lot. That car is far from souped up. Well, it's souped yeah. up enough to do donuts in a parking lot. Well, yeah. That doesn't take much. It doesn't? No. Oh, okay. I don't know that much about cars. No, He's... well, I'm just saying, you look at it, that's a, that was a rust bucket with gray paint on it. <laughs> is that like a, a yeah. Joe Dirt car? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes, that's, yes, that's exactly without what the, it was. Without the spoiler. Yeah, without like a spoiler. spoiler it's pretty much was. <laughs> So he's picking up a waitress from a diner named Lana. She was a good actress. Lana the whore. <laughs> Danger zone. <laughs> That's so Lana says that she'll be, uh, she, she has to finish getting ready. So Billy's waiting out in the car, rifling through his cocaine stash. Yes. Lana's inside preparing herself. As you do. Right. This jump scare got me. Billy, just uh, momentarily, he's, he's honking the horn getting tired of waiting on Lana, yells at her. He opens the door and just sticks his head out the door, and we get a full-on axe to the melon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was solid contact. Yeah, right in the good. bald spot of his head. Yep. yep. So Lana finally comes outside, and Billy is not, not in the car. the car. So she goes ahead and gets in the car. 
is getting impatient and frustrated till she finds the cocaine spilled on the floor. So that takes up her time. And yeah, she lets us know what kind of person she is. Do you use floor cocaine? <laughs> Depends on how much you paid for it. <laughs> or no. Or no. <laughs> so yeah, she is she is literally picking up cocaine off the floor of Billy's car. And while she's on the floor of the car, she sees the feet and bloody axe of Jason. So she backs out of the car, and about the time she gets out, she gets uh, axed to the midsection. A thorough schwacking. Yeah, and also, even if she was going to do that illicit drug, think about how many cigarette ashes, dirt. She's putting a lot of stuff up her sinuses that she decides to do that. No, it's not. It's just like, yeah, she's going to be, ble- her nose will be bleeding. Pubic hairs, too. Oh, yeah, hairs. Billy's quite the hairy individual. Yes, he is. is. I think we then get another scene of Tommy hallucinating Jason. Mm-hmm. We've got, I think he, yeah, he looks out, he looks out his bedroom window and we he sees Eddie and Tina frolicking after each other again. Are sex addicts. Yeah, the, the, this whole movie just goes to show, or at least to me, that Tommy was not ready to leave the hospital. No, uh, no, no, I, no, I don't no. think so. Yeah, no. who, who cleared that is what I was trying to figure out. Who knows? It doesn't matter. He's good. Crystal Lake Hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know that's a reputable facility. Yeah. So we then get the mayor at the sheriff's station, and he's getting upset because they've had can't figure out several murders yeah. in the last 24 hours. <laughs> So he's mad at the sheriff. Says, "I don't care if you throw your own mother in jail. What? You better find who's doing this." Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, the mayor is an expert on police procedure. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Yeah. He just wants someone arrested so that they've got someone to blame this on. This is a small town. It's supposed to be safe. Thanks. Hopefully, we don't so, get disbanded. We don't have anything else. Yes. At least we can be known for being safe. Yeah. Yeah. So if he just arrested somebody, this all would have just stopped. The sheriff says, "I know who's doing this." And he, he says, who? And he says, it's Jason Voorhees. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and the mayor gets upset. And I mention that, however, because this is the first time in the series that Jason Voorhees' first and last name is mentioned. Really? Yep. I, oh, didn't, I noticed thought, that. I didn't even thought of that. It's either Jason or just, wow. Serial killer guy. Yeah. Is he really a serial killer? I don't think you can coin him as a serial killer, no, can I you? I think you could. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like he's just a a, a rampage. I think I think killer. it's three. I that think would be a serial. Yeah, killer. I think oh. it's I think it's okay. three and up makes you <laughs> a serial <laughs> killer. Yeah. I had I was confused on what a serial killer was. My bad, guys. So Eddie okay. and Tina sneak off again to have sex in the woods, because that's apparently all they do in this movie yeah, for a short while. So this is the only other scene where Ethel, the neighbor's newly hired help, shows up, peeping on Eddie and Tina from the woods. What a creep. For about 10 seconds, then he turns around and gets a machete to the stomach. Mm-hmm. That's more on him. So that was it. He As had about said, yep. enough to to the body count. Yep. Yeah. Now, word to the wise, don't ever try to look too much into any character in these movies. It usually amounts to bubkiss. So Eddie yeah. goes down to the creek to wash, wash himself. Yeah. 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 After his 30 second sex session. So Tina's laying there and suddenly Jason appears over top of her with hedge trimmers. Oh, that... That was I think this was my favorite kill in the movie. Yeah, so eyes first, and then he closes them. Yeah, you just see the handles come together. Just right. For a brief moment, I thought he like got, just got her whole neck. Yeah. And it wasn't until the camera panned up. Or right, like, well, because then Eddie up. comes back and sees the back of her and thinks she's sleeping. And when he rolls her over, we see that right through the eyes yeah. and the nose. Okay, first off, let's be realistic, Eddie. You didn't put it down like that. 
Let's be like she's she. You didn't you knock her lights out. <laughs> so like, you don't think Eddie tired her out? No. Like, <laughs> come on, man. She's not. She's not exhausted from Eddie. No. <laughs> so, oh, you're asleep. Like, oh, don't flatter yourself, right. Eddie. <laughs> so Eddie obviously freaks out. Backs himself into a tree and as soon as he does what a leather strap like a belt yeah that's the craziest kill i've seen in <laughs> any movie ever a, a leather belt comes around his face right around his eyes and then uh, tourniqueted yeah, yeah pretty much, pretty much yeah. Yeah. yeah just shoves a stick through the two metal rings right. in the back just and just twisting it twists yeah. it is that like how you yeah. garrot somebody yeah, it's similar but, but garroting is around the throat isn't it yeah and you have, you have two sides to it so Wait. you like you you go around them and then you pull back like that. Good grief! Same idea though, but right. this was around his eyes. Right. Again, the most bizarre, crazy that, kill I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, that's one of the craziest ones I've ever seen in, the, in this franchise. Yeah, Eddie did. So we then go uh, back to the center, and it's uh, what evening time. Pam has agreed to take Reggie to see his brother. So then we get to meet uh, Reggie's brother, Demon. Demon. A.K.A. Miguel Nunez Jr. Juana Man. <laughs> now, that was his claim to fame to me also. I love his brother's getup. You could tell that Michael Jackson was doing his thing at that time because he had everything but oh, the yeah. red jacket and zippers. So Reggie uh, is excited. To, his brother's excited to see him. His brother's name is Demon, by the way. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. His brother's girlfriend. He introduces Reggie to his girlfriend, Anita. Anita. She was a stone-cold fox. So then Reggie introduces Pam as his girlfriend, which she goes along with it, I guess. Good for her. Yeah. He's just trying to make the kid feel good about himself. Yeah. He's like 13 years old. She's every bit of 27. Oh, she, uh, she's in her 30s. Oh, she has to be. Well, good for him. <laughs> Tommy uh, is just kind of off on his own walking around. He almost gets hit by a motorcycle. And it's Junior. So he almost gets hit by Junior on the motorcycle. Junior just starts running his mouth again. Yep. Oh, this He's crazy. He might... He might. He was a character I hated in this. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, he, he might challenge Shelly for the most yeah. insufferable Annoying. character. Annoying, yeah. But again, he... He has a mental imperative. That's so. true. Well, yeah. yeah. He's talking a big game to Tommy, but Con Tommy finally beats the brakes off of him. Yes, he does. Yeah, he, he gave him the wet work. Basically, just Bruce Lee. Yeah, he, that's Bruce right. Lee exactly what I was getting ready to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he did. It looked like a white Bruce Lee. He did. Um, Pam finally stops him. They they leave. So Reggie tells his, his brother bye. So then we stay with Reggie's brother, Demon, and his girlfriend, Anita, who are pretty much immediately erupted by Demon... Having to go having to the bathroom. Diarrhea. He says, too many enchiladas. So he runs to a shady-looking outhouse. Oh, that was that was the funniest, like, running to a toilet <laughs> yeah. having diarrhea. That was the funniest that one was I've ever good. seen. I just want to hear the direction on that scene. Yeah. You're going to run like you're about to have a... Poop in your pants. An emergency. Yeah. So... <laughs> Anita scares him in the outhouse by shaking it, which, first of all, that's not cool. No. Yeah. Then they start singing to one another. Why do birds sing? Ooh, baby. Pretty much. Baby. They had to go Frankie Lyman a bit. Which is yeah. good old odd, considering the circumstances. Yeah. Good old right. toilet, toilet serenade. That's the place oh, to have yeah. a serenation for right. one another. So... We're with True Demon inside the outhouse, and Anita suddenly stops singing. Eventually realizes it, so he stops, and the, the outhouse starts shaking again. And so he finally gets up. He thinks it's Anita. 
I think, right? Mm-hmm. So he gets up. Yet again, another character that doesn't wipe. Yes. That's like Toilet the... Yeah, paper yeah, after enchiladas. Right that's like the I think he was eating pizza, too, if I heard that yeah. right. That is, that, yeah, there's no way you're... There's no way I'm not wiping. Yeah. I don't care. This no. is the third or fourth character in these films. They're making a point of this. Yes, they now. are. <laughs> toilet paper is right there. So he... He touched it a few times with his arm. <laughs> he fun. goes to open the outhouse door, but it's blocked by Anita's dead body. So he can get it open just enough to see Anita's throat slit, which is a little bit better of a, a of an effect, but you can clearly see her pulse yeah, still her throbbing pulse still in her throbbing. neck. Yeah. So then we get some kind of metal spike yeah. poking holes through the outhouse while Demon's trapped inside. Um, he takes one to the one to the leg and then backs against a wall and one goes right through his chest. I yep. guess that's the best yeah. way he could have gone out because I'm like thinking, all right, it did go through your leg, still run out that door. You know, well, so, I, th- I think he couldn't get the door open because her body it, was blocking. It's it. still wasn't as bad oh, now true, since true. he didn't since he didn't wipe. More than likely, went on himself after that. He after. never got out of there anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that I didn't like that death scene. That I kind of actually felt for that character a little bit. Yeah. yeah, he seemed like a cool guy. Oh yeah, that was rough. Oh, I love Demon. I didn't like seeing him die, and I can't. I'm going to I'm going to mention that whenever that happens because it does not happen often in this series. Yeah, no. So then we're back at the center. Uh, so I, I I didn't mention Tommy runs off after Pam stops him from I think killing Junior. I think the next punch would have probably ended Junior's yes, life. Probably. Oh, and yeah. Pam stops him, but Tommy runs runs away. So then Pam and Reggie leave. Right. Which is, Pam and Reggie get back to the center, and Jake and Robin and Violet come outside and and meet Pam in the in the driveway and say. Matt's gone, the director. Matt's gone. George is gone, which is Reggie's grandfather. And Eddie and Tina still aren't back. So Pam says, "Well, where where did they? Where did Matt go?" And he said, "He said he went to find Eddie and Tina, but he never came back. And they don't know where George went. So they're the only three still there." So Pam says, "Okay, I'm gonna go out and look for him." She tells Reggie to go to bed and puts Jake in charge. Which why you would put again? I don't think Jake has the issues of some of the other residents, but if he's a resident of this place, why would you put a resident in charge? That doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. Um, again, this whole movie doesn't make sense to me. He also was kind of a creep. Or he just he was he was very I don't think he was really that creepy. No, he was thirsty. Yeah, he, he was wasn't he thirsty. wasn't he I'm, wasn't yeah, te- he wasn't Teddy from the last one creep. He wasn't but... shooting people in the butt with a slingshot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He wasn't like the that. Douchey so we're then back at Ethel's house. Thank goodness this there's stories about over. Oh, thank God. So uh, she's oh. cooking something in the kitchen. Ugh. Stew, apparently. In like a dishwater. 15-gallon pot. So it, was, it wasn't dishwater. So yeah, Junior gets back on his motorcycle. He's driving around in circles, yelling, He hurt me, Ma. He hurt me, Ma. So he's mad because Tommy beat his butt. Yeah. Yeah. And his mom keeps yelling at him, I'm making your dinner. I'm making your dinner. I'm making your dinner. And so it's intercutting between Ethel yelling that she's making his dinner and Junior literally riding his motorcycle in circles, yelling, even on the porch, Yeah. Kill him, Ma. Murder all of them, Ma. Chop them up into little pieces. Which makes you wonder, has she done this before? Has uh, she killed before? I told Guys, you we she are... killed her, her, her husband. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Well, so we think. We are not making this up. No. That's exactly <laughs> no. what's happening. It's, it's so, ridiculous. As Junior's riding around in the backyard, he's riding past a tree, and we see a cleaver come yep. out from behind yes. the tree and just 
chop his head clean off. Yep. Thank goodness. It's the end of Junior. Mercifully, we don't have to experience seem, Junior anymore. You seem very happy about that one, John Tell. Oh, yeah. I was so excited because I thought, boy, if they are in this movie any longer, I might cleave myself. <laughs> so Ethel notices for the first time in this movie that Junior's not yelling and repeating loudly everything that she says. So about the time she has any concern for what's going on, Cleaver comes through the window into her head and she goes face first into her stew. Her dishwater. Right, because I don't think she was actually cooking. We use that term loosely. Yeah. She was boiling something. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, it was dishwater. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say it was whatever Charlie Bucket's mother was cooking in. <laughs> Maybe. Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah, it could have been. Maybe cabbage water. Sh- yeah, cabbage water. Maybe she was one of those extreme cheapskates, and she was making soup, but she was also washing their clothes at the same time. Oh, my could gosh. Yeah. Imagine getting a sock in your bowl. Yeah. Well, you take the socks out before you, you eat, right? She doesn't seem very thorough. No? No. She was just kind of, instead of cutting stuff, she was just kind of breaking it into chunks. <laughs> so the truck die, we, we go back to Pam driving, looking for Matt. The truck dies, of course. Of course it does. So then she's walking. We go back to the center, and Jake and Robin are watching a movie. Some old movie. Peter, you knew what it was. Yeah, A Place in the Sun, which ironically has to do with somebody getting drowned in that movie. Hmm. There you go. That's fun. Well, not fun. Like, drowning's not fun. But no. that's, a, that's a fun coincidence. So this scene is in the movie simply to show Jake try to express his feelings for Robin. And he, through a major stutter, tells her that he likes her and would like for them to be together. To which Robin responds by laughing hysterically in his face. Yeah, that was cold. Thirsty much. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was difficult to watch. Yeah. yeah. I clapped for her when she turned him down. I'm like, good. <laughs> I cringe. <laughs> you don't deserve it. I cringed a little bit when that happened. So Jake says... When he got turned down? Yeah. Oh, screw that guy. He wasn't that bad. Yeah, so Jake plays it off like he nice. was joking and goes up the stairs to Violet's room, who's doing a, the robot. A really oh, yeah. good robot. I guess, I'm not, not going to lie. I, this is one of the scenes I enjoyed watching her do the robot. She was really good at it. And it was one of my favorite songs of the series. <laughs> That's a good song. <laughs> I didn't get... Was Jake trying to hook up with Violet at this point? I don't really know. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I think he was. He's just looking for companionship. So he leaves her room and uh, because she tells him off. So he shuts the door, and about this time, he gets a cleaver to the face. So the cleaver seems to be the weapon of choice in this installment. It is a heavy chopping utensil. Yeah, but you got to hand it to Jason. He has a wide range of, like, how he's going to kill people. Although the cleaver was used a lot of times, but the twisting of the tourniquet around the dude's uh, hey, True. Like, like, he, he, he does the works in this movie. True. That's off. Michael Myers is always the knife. True. Okay. Classy, keep it, keep it simple. Yep. Okay. I like you. I like so you. Robin goes upstairs to her room. Knifey one, knifey two. Right. So we've got uh, Ro- the movie gets over. Robin covers up Reggie who's sleeping on the couch. She goes upstairs and basically makes, I think she makes mention that I think she likes Jake, but she felt kind of bad. Yeah. Whatever her issue is, it's probably the reason she's in this place. Right. Reggie's wearing some really nice-looking pajamas. Really yeah, yeah, they're fleece. I would get me a pair on Amazon if they still sold them. <laughs> they have hoodies. They just need the flap in the back that you can oh, yeah. button. Yeah. Do people take actually a use that thing? you got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I didn't... Otherwise, okay. you got to take the whole thing off. Yep. I would much rather. Take I think the it would whole be. I think personally, I think it'd be <laughs> yeah. easier to take it, take them down than That's just. True. Yeah. No, this have is the butt flap. Fashioned in the eighties. 
guess. So Robin um, climbs up to her top bunk bed and rolls over and sees the dead body of Jake. Well, that was a decent makeup effect. Throat slit. No, it was a it was face. All of the cleaver face. That's right. Yeah. In the face. She goes to get up, but is immediately pinned down to the top bunk from the bottom bunk by Jason. And we get another one of our iconic kills yep. in this franchise. It doesn't, really, it doesn't really show it, show it like that going like right through her, yeah, through no, her or something like it does. None of them have way. since, yeah. but none of them have showed it in as graphic detail as part one with Kevin oh, no. Bacon. Uh-uh. But yeah, we get a machete up through the bunk, uh, or up through the mattress and through the, uh, through the chest, I think. Yeah. But no, no, the whole wraparound around the throat and then shoving the knife, yeah. the machete up through the bunk, it's just like, it's classic. It's yeah. classic. I told you, it's the Tom Savini difference. Oh yeah. It really is. He's just yeah. the man. So we go back to Violet doing the robot. We get about a minute of it. We get a good minute of her doing the robot. Which I'm, I'm not an expert no. on the robot. I guess it's it fine. looked good. She, no, she did her yeah. thing with yeah. it. Yep. Swing it back and forth. Give it yeah. some, some oil. You know, she did it. She did it. She did her thing. Jason is slowly sneaking up behind her, but she doesn't see him because the music's really loud and she's facing the other way. I he wish finally. Been a dance off. I was gonna say she, yeah, has, her, yeah, yeah, she, has, oh. she has headphones in, doesn't she? Yeah, that would no, no. She didn't have headphones so. in there. So Jason um, sneaks up behind her, pins her to the wall, machete. Yeah, this was kind of a, a ho hum kill. Yeah, yeah. I, I we've seen him do do worse. All right. Yeah. yeah. So Reggie wakes up on the couch downstairs. He goes up. He goes up looking for Tommy apparently, which is weird because Tommy's wasn't there. So maybe yeah. he thinks Tommy's back. Gotten back. Right. Goes to Tommy's room, opens up the door, and on Tommy's bed are all three of the dead bodies. The dead bodies of Jake, Robin, and Violet piled on top of each other. Oh yeah. Um, so Reggie freaks out and jump scare from Pam, who's just gotten back to the to the facility. Thanks, Pam. I would right. have so peed on myself. <laughs> had I been that little boy, I would have instantly peed so on myself. So Reggie tells Pam what he saw. So Pam goes and looks in the room. She screams and is, is, tells Reggie to run. So they run down the stairs. Reggie falls down. And at this point, we have Jason smash through the door. Yeah, another exploding door <laughs> shot. Right. I'll never get tired of those. No. Those are awesome. So they take off running through the woods. They come to a clearing where there's a road and there's an ambulance parked there. So they run up to the door, open the door, and the dead body of the paramedic falls out. So this would be bubblegum uh, yeah, paramedic yeah, the... from the early in the in the movie. And at this point, Jason pops up from the other side of the ambulance. Oh, best part of the movie. Yeah, best, oh, yeah. best, best, hands scene down. It, yeah. I don't best know. I, I don't. I don't know how he got there before them, and I don't care because this scream but, is just. Amazing. Oh, yes. oh yeah. yeah, and we'll and we'll clip the audio in here so you guys can hear it. Yeah, but it's here so we go. Good. Here is here is Reggie's reaction to seeing Jason pop up on the other side of the ambulance. Yeah, wonderful. Oh, just fantastic. Oh man, that was. John, tell I see you reacting that way. If. I was trying so hard not to scream, just like him. And <laughs> oh, as a grown man, I would have. I would have. Then it gets even better because he, without any direction whatsoever, Torrance. Reggie takes off, leaving Pam for dead. Oh, yep. Normally, yeah, you get the. Yeah. So Pam is our final girl, obviously. Not but you would expect a scene of her telling the younger, more helpless, because Reggie's a kid. Right. Yeah. Run. Right. Yeah. Save yourself. Oh, Reggie's not waiting for any of that. No. Yeah. He is gone, and he no, leaves Reggie Pam knows. for dead, yep. literally. Yeah. He grew yep. up in the streets. And he knows what's going on. He down. goes tearing into the woods, sprinting into with the woods. Uh, oh, I'm tripping. Her. <laughs> Trippers. <I'm> like, hey. <laughs> 
This is survival of the fittest right now. Baby. Reggie goes tearing into the woods with zero thought toward Pam whatsoever. <laughs> he just disappears into the woods. Yeah. It would have been perfect if yeah. that was the last time we see yep. Reggie in this movie. Yep. Oh, he probably yeah. ran the fastest 40 I've seen a kid that age run. <laughs> he was. <laughs> but what you normally say when you hear, when you watch these movies and you say, why don't they just run? Why are they sticking around? Why? Reggie does exactly yep. what we've always been wanting people this, to do in these yeah, movies. This is why he's my favorite character. <laughs> yep. <laughs> throughout the franchise even though i dislike this movie so much he is my favorite character yeah oh I, it's hard to yeah. argue with no him being kid. one of the best characters in this yeah. franchise. he is the only reason why this movie is any good to me so pam is not too far behind she runs into the woods she comes across matthew railroad, railroad spike pinned to a tree railroad yep. spike through the forehead yep That's Ouch. that that was a headache even looking at Ooh. just like in good grief that was pretty good makeup he, on this yeah one. it Pretty good makeup. I, it was the same thing. I almost felt bad for him also. Yeah, he's a good guy. Oh, yeah. Right, he no gave... good deed goes unpunished. He shouldn't have opened up this home. He should have brought Tommy here. That's all on him. And the Crystal Lake Hospital. Shouldn't Claire. have brought Vic here, we find out. Oh, yeah, Vic. And that's true. So, man, uh, Pam makes it back to the center. She's looking for Reggie. And, um, Isn't Reggie looking for her kind of when he's already like a mile so. ahead I think he's still running full <laughs> speed in the woods. He's not getting wet, is he? Why are you smart like me Pam already, Pam. like, right behind me? Right. <laughs> His Chuck Taylors would have been on fire. Or, like, <laughs> smoke coming off of them. So, Grandpa George comes flying through the window with no eyes. Oh, this seems to be another, this yeah. seems to be another uh, theme in the Friday movies of dead bodies flying through windows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't even get one more. Boy, I'm going to tan that backside. He was another guy I felt bad for, too. Yeah. No, they were pretty likable characters. These were actually a couple of likable characters. So Pam gets outside. She's running toward a barn. And then we have the classic slasher film trope of the characters slipping in the mud. Now, granted, it was raining and it was muddy. How do you trip 14 times and then you are incapable of getting back up? I understand being scared. and, And, you know, when you're scared, you can't really function. You have, you lose somewhat motor skills, but there's no way you can't. It's infuriating watching yeah. characters no, that can't stand up and run away. I don't even know if I, if if she's worth my my energy to kill her at this point. If I'm Jason, like you're just crawling. That's what I mean. If I can walk past you faster than you're crawling, then like I don't even want you. You're not right. worth. You don't deserve my yeah. my anger. And <laughs> so luckily, just about the time Jason goes to finish off Pam, uh, Reggie comes crashing through a nearby barn. This is where he gets his in a big in a big yep. tractor. Yeah, my boy. There yep. you go, Reggie. So he runs over Jason. He doesn't run over him. He, he runs hits into him, him with the bucket. Yeah. Either way, that a regular human, the average human, that would have like oh yeah, that, yeah, that would have. Yeah. Well, it would, and it knocks him out. But he's clearly not dead. He does have like a a cut across his belly. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the other classic. <laughs> Coach, I'm gonna sit this horror movie no no, which is relaxing and hugging one another near the body yeah. of no. the killer. So Jason wakes up, of course, and. They run into the barn. We actually get, again, the camera following Jason, which I like that change of pace once in a while, to where you're used to following the characters, and then the killer jumps out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. This was, again, following the killer and the, as the characters are hiding. Yeah, it's, a, it's, like a, it's like on the third one. Right, right. Um, so Jason ends up finding... He opens a, a door, and Pam jumps out with a chainsaw. So finally, 
And again, just starts it up like it's nothing. Right. That would have been making. I so love that noise. Reggie's up in the loft at this point, like cheering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get him, get him, Pam. Get him. I think she cuts him. She finally him. gets a little chunk of his shoulder, and then the chainsaw dies. Of course, she can't. Now she can't get it to start. Right. Start yeah. first time. First time. Yep. So she throws it at Jason and distracts him enough to make it up the ladder of the to the loft where Reggie's at, and then Tommy shows up. Standing there like an action hero. Yeah. yeah. We've watched Tommy show off some definite fighting skills in this right. movie. But So you're waiting on this major face-off, and they really set it up between Jason and Tommy because, obviously, Tommy's history with Jason. He literally does not move. Jason walks up to Tommy and slashes him across the chest with a machete. Yeah, stage fright. He's, he's frozen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was disappointing. Yeah, but that's just... Talk about your all-time letdowns. Yeah. yeah. Along with the copious amounts of pills that he probably ingested throughout <laughs> that day. Right. That wasn't helping. Well, that's... Okay, so... Percocet. Molly as Tommy's Percocet. laying on the ground with his chest wound, he pulls out his giant pocket knife and does and does finally stab Jason in the leg. Mm-hmm. But then... So that gets Jason down momentarily, which you would think at that point, finish him! Yeah. Oh, yeah. But of course no. we don't. No combat! So he follows, Pam, uh, uh, Tommy follows Pam and Reggie up into the loft. Jason eventually comes into the loft. He, he sees Tommy's body laying on the, on the ground, but Pam and Reggie are hiding. He sees Reggie. Right, he sees Reggie. Doesn't Reggie like lunge at him or something? Yeah, and then Pam starts swinging a stick at him. It's it's yeah. a uh, axe from like an axe. Okay. Oh, it's an axe, axe handle. handle. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't tell what that was. It looked like a either. cardboard tube. <laughs> that probably was, but Take I think that. it's supposed to be an axe Take handle. That. So Jason basically has Pam cornered near the loft of the window, and she looks down and sees a I don't even know what this thing is. Farm um, spikes. Oh, um, it was a tiller. Wasn't it a tiller? Yeah. No, it's like, it's kind of like a tiller. Kinda, it's kind of yeah. like a tiller. Picture a bed of nails. More pretty much. Like a yeah. Spikes. Yeah. Right. So just about the time it looks like Jason's going to shove Pam out the window, Reggie comes swinging in and knocks Pam, uh, knocks Jason out of the window. Pretty sure he wore the same clothes as Underdog, too. So. Oh, minus the cape. <laughs> oh, yeah. With the Underdog is here. Yeah. Superhero. There you AKA. go. Reginald. So then Jason uh, reappears. He didn't actually fall. He was hanging off the edge. Shock. Right. Yeah. Um, grabs onto Reggie, and it looks like he's going to pull Reggie off the ledge. And then Tommy finally comes to, grabs the machete, chops off Jason's hand, in which case he falls backwards onto the spikes. While his mask flies off. Yeah, and his mask flies off. And when they look down and see him, here's our big twist. It was not Jason. It was Roy. Right. So we we next go to a hospital scene um, where Pam and Reggie are sitting in the waiting room. The the police officer explains that Roy, the paramedic from the beginning, was actually the father of Joey. Joey. The fat candy Augustus Gloop kid that got... Mr. Chocolate Face. Right. Wait, the orphan? Yep. Yeah. uh, Hmm. Yeah, the one that got axed by Vic. Who apparently didn't want anything to do with his kid, but I mean, I was upset when his kid was killed. I could definitely right. see why he didn't want to take care of him. <laughs> oh. But then he obviously That's snapped crazy. when he saw the dead body and went on a killing spree, and they also found news clippings Joe. somewhere on his person. This, this was almost of, like... Of, of the, uh, 
the Crystal Lake murders, and right. so this was a he was using the Jason murders as a cover for what he was yeah, doing. This was That's almost like Scooby Doo or something. Yeah, it's just yeah, like right. it's it so stupid. Yeah. So this yeah, is geez. this is ultimately why this movie failed on a lot of levels, and in my opinion, jumped the shark. We're not through the movie yet. We then get Pam walking into the room, a very touching scene of her looking at Tommy as he wakes up. And Tommy wakes up and looks at Pam. Pam looks lovingly at Tommy, in which case Tommy throws the blanket off, is holding a machete, and shoves it through Pam's stomach. Of course, Tommy wakes up. It was just a dream. Again. I mean, at some point, that just becomes lazy. Yeah. Yeah. The the dream jump scare. I think the director was just so disappointed he didn't even care. Like, I don't know what to do. Just throw another dream in. I, I, I hate Cut out four life. minutes of sex scenes for my yeah, film, exactly. will you? Yeah. Pretty much. Huh. So There's Tom, three more dream scenes. So Tommy wakes up and is again hallucinating, seeing Jason standing in front of him. They just stare at each other for what seems like minutes. Um, Jason finally disappears because he's only a hallucination. Tommy stands up, opens the drawer in next to his hospital bed, and there is the hockey mask in his drawer. That Roy was wearing. Because, of somehow. course, that would yeah. somehow end Some... up in his closed drawer at the hospital. Yeah. So then we see Pam back out in the hallway. She's going to check on Tommy. Before she goes in the room, she hears um, glass break. Mm-hmm. So she opens the door and sees next the window next to Tommy's bed is broken, looking like Tommy has jumped out the window. So she walks into the room, worried because she thinks Tommy's jumped out the window. The door then closes, and we've got Tommy standing behind her with the hockey mask on, and he raises a knife as he walks up behind her. Which, where he got that knife, don't know. Exactly. And then roll credits. Mm-hmm. So... Oh. I hate this movie so much. Huh. This one got a solid C. Gave it a C. Well, so Jordan tells cinema grades. Yeah. Here's Good something. Lord. Here's gave something him a passing grade. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. Here's, wow. so, here's something that I didn't get. So Roy went on this killing spree. We used the Jason thing to cover it up. But shouldn't he have just killed Victor? And then I get a few other people make it look like Jason did it. But he, we never really know if he like killed Victor. That's the only but, non-confirmed death we have in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I didn't. I the I did one not. One reason that started all of this killing. Yeah, yeah. It was just uh, the maybe, copycat angle. Obviously, loses me. Right. It's, yeah. Maybe it's another one of those where if the counselors were watching his son, he wouldn't have died. Another Pamela Voorhees thing. Oh, I see the parallel. Yeah, the, the actor, right, but then that would justify Pamela killing campers as well because he's killing. I don't. Well, I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying of that's which the, the son was never dead. Right. Keep no. in mind, the director of this movie is known for directing pornographic films. Yes. Yeah. So this was his last movie he directed. In the on a high note, for good reason. Yeah. yeah. But uh. Yeah, not great. Not not exactly a good way how to end on a. Yeah. I guess it's not the high. Oh my gosh! Do these movies get better though? See, see, they get to me. They get more ridiculous. This isn't ridiculous. This was just stupid. After this, they just get ridiculous. Spoiler alert: At least we get actual Jason or undead Jason from here on. Oh yeah. No more copycats. No more messing around. No No more more trying to explain it. Straight, uncut, unadulterated. Anything else? Any more final thoughts? If you listeners have any movies that you would like us to cover, send us an email. Yep, let us know what you think. Leave a comment, send us an email, um, and we will catch you next time. Stay classy. See you guys. Later. See ya.